Your positive, positive, positive imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Hello, I'm Catherine, your host of this Variety Show podcast. Your positive imprint is transforming how we live today for a more sustainable tomorrow through education and information. Your own positive actions inspire change. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Your Positive Imprint. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Visit my website, yourpositiveimprint.com, and learn more about the podcast and sign up for email updates. And thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, well, your favorite podcast platform. Music by the legendary and talented Chris Noll. Chris is known for being John Denver's pianist in the 1990s. Chris today composes his own music, including elevated intentions heard here only on your positive imprint. Check out Chris and his awesome music at chrisnoll.com. C-H-R-I-S-N-O-L-E. Thank you again for listening and for your support of this podcast. Your positive imprint. What's your P.I.? Our names can share much about where we came from, our culture, our family. Juliana Ogechi is host of the podcast, No Shame in My Name, where she celebrates the stories behind names. Born in England, her name is of Nigerian ancestry. Juliana is a creative writer, and she does share some of her own writing here on the show today. She is soft-spoken, but the stories that she tells on her podcast and the stories that she writes speak volumes of everyday life. Well, Juliana, it is so good to have you here on the show here at Your Positive Imprint and excited to learn more about names as well as your podcast, No Shame in My Name. Juliana Ogechi, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Catherine. It's a pleasure to be here. I love stories. I love to tell stories. And right now I've been... Um, for the last two years, I've been telling name stories through the No Shame in My Name podcast. Um, yeah, so it's been going on since 2020, but it was the idea came around like 2019, 2018. So far, we've had 75, I think, 75 amazing name stories from people all over the world. They talk about the, their culture, their stories, what their name means to them or to others. And yeah, it's been like a beautiful passion project of mine. On the side, I work in advertising. I'm a creative and I love writing. Sometimes it's more like short stories. Um, and then sometimes it's poetry. Let's talk about this passion of yours with names and no shame in a name. And I that title's awesome. My name has changed through marriage, but also it was changed from a German name to Praisewater because at Ellis Island they couldn't pronounce the German form. So there you go. What what was the German form? Lobwasser, which was love water. And then at Ellis Island it was changed. I think when you look at Ellis Island, at least for me being in the United States and looking at the history, there were a lot of names that were not lost, of course, but were changed 
because of people coming over and maybe they felt shame in a name and they changed their name because they could at Ellis Island. And other Mm -hmm. reasons, like my husband's family where Ellis Island officials couldn't pronounce it, couldn't spell it, and they just, okay, can you do that in English? I think it's a great thing to do a history on the name because you find your roots and you learn, mm-hmm. as you said in the beginning here, culture. So tell me about No Shame in a Name. What yeah. kinds of, of cultures are you learning with regard to just the name? I'd say the majority of people I've spoken to, they come from their heritages in Africa. Primarily, I'm not going to lie, Nigeria, just from the nature of the people that I know and the people of the people that I know. Yeah. Um, I'm Nigerian, was born in England, but my heritage is Nigerian. But it's been interesting to like learn. There's so many languages in Nigeria. So when you say Nigeria, people might think of it as like monolithic, this one place where people all speak the same language, but there's like 200 languages spoken. And through the podcast, I've come to understand the different languages that exist in Nigeria alone. So that's been like an interesting personal learning for myself. But then also I've interviewed people who are not from Africa and also see how their names play out in their cultures or in their family stories and that's been very interesting as well yeah it's been it's been fun to be honest oh awesome so Ogechi with the spelling of that is there anything in Nigeria that has reference to a specific part of Nigeria or a specific language with the spelling of it that's a good question um I am not fluent in my native language. I'm just going to put it out there <laughs> in case people come for me. But I, I say chi, so like chi. So if there's a chi and like, say someone says they're Nigerian and they've got like a chi in their name, you would know immediately that they're from the Ibo, the Ibo tribe. So like Kelechi, Ogechi, Amarachi, like all those names, you know immediately that they're Ibo. And then you have um, Yoruba names that might have Oluwa or um, we've had Boluwa Tito. That's like all these are Oluwa Bemiga. These are um, Yoruba names. So, yeah, that's just one example of how you can tell from a name what part of Nigeria someone is from. But interestingly, we had one guest um, in the last season, Ajani. And he's got a Yoruba name, but he's actually from Jamaica. And so because of the history of, you know, Africans being taken to, to the Caribbean, yeah, you've got maybe he explained it as like people trying to reclaim their roots in a way to Africa. And so giving their yeah. children Yoruba or Nigerian West African names to sort of tie them back to their lost ancestry. That is awesome. That's a great story. I had on the show talking of the chi, the C-H-I ending. Mm -hmm. I had her first name ended in C-H-I, and she is Igbo, Ugochi Mm -hmm. Unewu. And Mm. she is working at trying to save the Igbo language because the United Nations had done some research on language, languages around the world, and found certain languages were going to go extinct 
by 2050, and Igbo is one of those languages. So Ugochi learned of this and took it upon herself to start trying to rebuild that in culture so it doesn't get lost. And so when you're talking about the CHI and the Igbo, I think there's there's much to be said about a name in parts of the world. It's all interesting in what's in a name. It's interesting to learn like language and foods as well. So from the name, it's interesting to go into different conversations about that person and their family and their journey of life so far. Well, I like the journey of life. When somebody comes on your show, they're going to have done some reflection on their name and of the past for them. So is there anything else you want to share about the show before we get to your creative writing? Just to encourage people to ask their parents, grandparents, their communities, like wherever you're from, about the story of your name, because it's important in many, in many ways to, to know. It kind of takes you back to a place where you can understand your parents journey and yeah I just think it's beautiful to hear those stories as to why they chose your name and maybe it's not as elaborate as others but just to know the story oh we were going to the hospital and we saw this or your auntie was called this or we named you after a close friend all those stories still matter even if it's not tied specifically to culture per se. As we were talking I was the whole time just just thinking really about last names and I completely forget about the first name because for me, my first name is really my identity. So for that's how people call me, but my last name, I have two last Mm -hmm. names. Those last names are my upbringing and my roots. And then who I'm sharing my life with in the United States, we take our spouse name sometimes and sometimes not, I added it because I didn't want to lose who I am. And and I'm not going to lose who I am. But as you said, you know, there's no shame in a name. So mine's super long. You can never get it on on an application. Half the time it's just cut off. People will call me cat. Keeping Sanchez was a way to, uh, number one, (laughs) it was easier to keep records straight instead of dropping a name drop a name and who knows what would happen. It's easier to add. But I did want to keep that identity of my roots. But then I also wanted to show the world that I am sharing my life with somebody else. And this is our family. And that's Praisewater. That is us. Can I ask, where's the name Sanchez from? So Sanchez comes from Spain. My mom did quite a bit of research. And they came over, my ancestors came over several centuries ago and from Spain and settled in mostly New Mexico. But at the time, of course, New Mexico didn't exist. It was Mexico. And then, of course, in 1848, with the Treaty of Guadalupe, we became a territory of United States. They came over with the explorers. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. It is interesting. I do not speak Spanish. My dad is bilingual, Spanish and English. And my mom was bilingual, but she lost a lot of the German tongue. She's German Czech. 
And her Czech roots are Bohemia, and then her German roots are Bavaria. And those are pretty new roots of recent times. And my dad also has Irish roots. So people from uh, Ireland came over here, and that was his mother's side. From Northern Ireland. Names are interesting, and I'm glad you're doing this and bringing it up because I think it's it's just something that's, that is interesting. It's something that children of all ages can do. They're learning their name in kindergarten. They're learning their last name in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And they can go home and ask their mom about the last name. And then they can ask about the first name. Well, why was I named, you know, these names? And, and great to have a conversation. And yes, to learn about, like you said, these are great stories to tell. Are there any last inspiring words you would like to share? Um, kind of just what I said earlier about asking questions about names and family stories. Because I think as much as we have like books that record stories, especially in the West, I mean, I love books, but I think the art of speaking, oral storytelling, like sitting around dinner and talking to our elders, our grandparents. Well, I don't have grandparents, but my aunties, uncles, parents, and just hearing them speak about the past. I think there's something rich in that. So I just encourage people to ask loads of questions and to be curious about the names that they've been given. Do you have any inspiring words on writing down thoughts? I wouldn't call myself a poet. I just have to preface with that. (laughs) But I'd say, yeah, writing is amazing. I don't know, if you love writing, just keep writing. At work, we had a poetry workshop with one of my good friends called Toya, Toya Panton. She's a great poet. And she was asking us, does anyone do poetry? And I was like, no, I don't call myself a poet. Although I've written poetry before, I don't call myself a poet but yeah I can definitely share some would love it would love it where I'm from despite the cracked spots and cracked pots encasing weeded plants we still had dreams that grew taller than the towers and trees that surrounded us all I come from small cramped property material poverty that didn't matter over minds built over mansions. Our imaginations could mold a single simple mustard seed into mountains. I come from crying bucket baths to trying buckets of laughter. I come from tripping up and laughing about it after. I come from not enough space for a wardrobe. So most of my clothes were coerced into a single simple bag. And though there was space that we lacked, we never lacked love. And that came from my mum and my dad. This one's called London Town. I'm going to share a little bit of it because I don't think I can remember the whole thing. London Town is buzzing. Quick, bustling. Can't quit hustling. Feel your blood rushing. Streets hustling. Feet rushing. Even the birds are rushing. I see extremes. Some with everything, some with nothing. Cardboard boxes laid out on the streets, that's nothing compared to Buckingham Palace. London town is fussing over paper, 
or the weather. Slow walkers barely prosper in a town that's always rushing. London town is Russian and Jamaican and every single country on this planet. Crowds of tourists, they marvel over historical landmarks. Yet they'll be overlooking the row of homeless men sat outside King's Cross station. Silence is scary in the city. It's almost non-existent. Foreign. Nino, Nino, I think I hear the sirens coming. Well, Juliana Ogechi, this has been inspiring to have you on the show and to hear about yourself, your writing, and of course, no shame in a name. Thank you so much for sharing here on Your Positive Imprint. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you for having me. No Shame in My Name podcast with Juliana Ogechi is available on most podcast platforms. Well, I'm having a drawing for your positive imprint cotton shopping bag. Here's how to enter the drawing. Share how you have reduced or eliminated single-use plastics or other types of plastics or nylon by emailing me or through social media. Please share your positive imprints and you will be entered in a contest to win your positive imprint cotton shopping bag. The drawing will be held on November 14th. I am giving away two bags. You could win one of them. Please enter. And remember, right now, guests are twice a month. Next week is a climate change update by Nathan Bindoff himself. Thanks for sending your emails with suggestions of positive imprints you'd like me to share. Check out my catalog of variety guest episodes. There's almost 200. And don't forget to enter the contest with your positive imprints on ways to end plastic pollution. Follow, subscribe, or download this podcast. Your Positive Imprint. What's your P.I.?